0: Ken Miller, Trent Condon,
1: Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM.
0: All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in, Miller and Condon on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 On the FM dial is Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're with you here until noon, and we're glad you're spending some of that period of time here with us as we talk sports with you. BMW. Of Des Moines guest list, looks like this today, bottom of the hour. Looking forward to speaking with Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Been a while since Pete has been with us. He will join us at 10.30. He's doing a look at a lot of the uh, teams in the Big 12 this past weekend. Iowa State was uh, in the focus. So we'll get Pete Mundo in here to talk about what he thinks of the Clones as well as the, uh, well, I'm not going to say all of the teams, probably bypass Kansas.
2: We'll
0: we'll get to them in the fall. Yes. Because they're going to be really good surprise uh, so we 'll get Pete Mundo in here at 11.05, Bill Bender from the sportingnews dot com he continues to put out his lists. Uh, we'll get to uh, Bill Bender, talk some college football with Bill at 11.05. And then longtime baseball guy, Scott Miller, sadly was a casualty at uh, his last stop overseas, he CBS last? Bleacher Report? Yeah, Bleacher One of them. Report. Yeah. I mean, he is a uh, a long time, decades covering the game. Major League Baseball columnist, you can hear him on MLB radio, etc. Uh, he will join us at uh, 11.30 or so to talk baseball. Scott Miller uh, coming in here at
2: 11.30.
0: So... So, Trent Condon, I guess we should start with uh, um, the here and now and the, the NHL is over, the Tampa Bay Lightning with back-to-back Stanley Cups. My biggest... Well, I have two takeaways from it. I'm anxious to hear you. I know you had high school
2: baseball last night, but it sounds like it's a pretty good game. Yeah, it turned out to be a great one. Hoover came back and won 5-4 over now, Southeast Boat. that was not where you were originally supposed to be. Yeah, it was going to be in your backyard at Centennial. That's what I thought you said, yeah. Uh, pull into the parking lot at about, I don't know, Uh-huh. Nobody's in the parking lot. Kind of look they around. Didn't. What's going on here? They didn't think to tell anybody. They, well, and the weather was... Iffy at okay. that point, but saw on the CIML schedule that they had just postponed. Both teams actually had an open date on Friday. So oh, pretty they were easy. Rescheduled. Yeah. yeah, rescheduled Good. it for Friday. Just a lot easier than trying to duck. So I, since I was on the CIML website and saw that, well, there's a few other games going on. Indianola, that'd be a little bit of a trek to get there yeah. from north part of Ankeny. Hey, Hoover's playing against Southeast Polk. I hadn't seen Southeast Polk in a couple of weeks and hadn't seen Hoover all season long. Sent an email over to their athletic director, Mr. Burke, and got back to me within seconds. That's awesome. Love to have you. Uh, Then sent a a follow up email, ready to go. Had a table right behind home plate for (laughs) me. Power strip ready to go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, plugged in and got the game in. It was a crisp one too. Hour and a half. You Uh, gotta like those. those. Absolutely.
0: Well, good. uh, Good job, uh, A. D. Burke, Mm -hmm. the athletic director, activities director, I guess, in high school uh, over at Hoover. He was um, kind enough to. Um, make it available to you on the fly. And it's great when you try, when you get those city schools, whether it's, um, you know, you're doing baseball now or you get the opportunity to see a city school uh, during the fall months, if you can squeeze one of those. They're, they're so appreciative. They they really and truly are. Whether you're at, I mean, you know, just go around any of them, right, when you can get them in and give them uh, a little publicity, a little notoriety. Those kids work hard, too, and, you know, their season's, In most cases, not going to end up with postseason. If there is, they're there for a limited period of time. But when you can bring some, uh, shine a spotlight on the city school, I think that's very good for for KXNO, quite frankly. Uh, So changing on the fly there. Uh, The biggest takeaway last night for me, Oh, from the from the from the from the hockey and it was a really good game. Give Montreal full credit, Trent. They, um, I thought you thought, thought they, it was going to be. A ball I again. did, and they they played their ass off. They mm-hmm. went down with a fight. There's uh, they they truly did. Um, but NBC's run is over, and you know it's good that to, I think for the growth of the game, it's good that ESPN is going to be back in the hockey business. Absolutely. But boy, oh boy, these guys at NBC really did a terrific job. I mean, Doc Emmerich was part of it, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe the greatest play-by-play hockey voice, or certainly on a list of all-time voices, regardless of sport. Eddie Olchek and, um, you know, they brought... They introduced the guy between the benches. That was an NBC initiative, and now that's caught on all over the league, and regardless of what game you're watching, in all likelihood, there's going to be a guy between the benches. That was NBC. I thought they covered the game exceptionally well, um, whether it be NBC, SN, or on on the mothership. NBC, they're going to be missed. I know that most of the guys and gals have um, caught on with some of the other stations, ESPN or TNT, who's also going to do it but NBC will be missed. They did a great job in the 16-year run uh, of uh, producing and bringing hockey to the United States.
2: So did you see the vignette that they had at the end of the The one yeah.
0: I didn't and I I will watch like 7 minutes it or is, something. It is. No, it was it up one, on Twitter last night. And that's where I, I saw it. That's where I, now was it the one they played the other day? Cuz they did sure. one the other day. Did they show the show the blind guy with the Stanley Cup You would remember that because it would bring a tear to your eye. Yeah. Um, So that must have been a different one Mm than they. Yes, but I will watch this one um, when when I get an opportunity. I'll get an opportunity sometime today to do that. But good run out of them, really good run. It's a two
2: parter apparently. Is it? Yeah. So there's two different parts up. You can find it NHL on NBC is where they have it. So Mm -hmm. and uh, well that Twitter account. Yeah. Not going to have a whole lot oh, going it's gonna forward. It's going be dormant. I mean, yeah, absolutely. 700,000 so, followers. At is that account. right? Yeah. So well, if you're NBC, do you rebrand that as something else and try to take those followers with I you? would
0: think so, right? Yeah. I'm not sure what it would be, what they're going to pick up. Sunday Night Football, I'm guessing, it has got a massive audience to begin with.
2: NHL on U- TNT. Do you TNT? sell it off to TNT? Mm, and, and, and all those followers go with it? Right. Maybe. Because it's got to be something with hockey.
0: Yeah, I would think. Olympic
2: hockey? Well,
0: Maybe. they are doing that.
2: Right. Maybe that's what you do.
0: Yeah, they, they are doing that. Uh, Catherine Tappan, I believe, is going to stay there. She's really good as an in studio host. Um, so they'll be missed, and then so will hockey. At least for me. But you know what? It'll be back in two months. <laughs> two mean, months. It's crazy. But you, we're now we're going to get back on a normal uh, a normal schedule. So are hey,
2: they shifting anything at all? I know the NBA is still talked about. eh, maybe we no. move it back even a month. Or I don't think so. Hockey's just going back to normal.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got the expansion drafts is like in 10 days. Mm-hmm. Seattle becomes get, gets their players. Then the draft. Uh, and then training camp starts in September. And college football starts in September. That's close, right? It yeah. feels like it's close. The NHL's going to be back then.
2: I got uh, thinking about that. The NBA, because they had talked about moving it back, their schedule is out. Already for next year? And not the actual games, but at least what it's going to be. The calendar, yeah. And they're back to normal, too. Late Even October? Alpha Olympic year, wow. October 19th through April. Uh, playoffs go from April 16th to May 30th, and the finals set for June 2nd through the 19th. Hmm.
0: Wow. Well, there, there we go. Yes. Answers uh, that question uh, very it does quickly. does answer that question. Hey, just real quick on this tweet. This, this guy covers... I got a kick out of that. I think you will, too. Uh, I hope you will. Um so just talking about Montreal, right, mm-hmm. and, and and the run through the playoffs, uh, this guy's got a blue check mark covers the game for Montreal. I don't know where this group goes from here, but credit to them for punching above their weight for longer than anyone thought they would. They beat two very good teams and Winnipeg along the way.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: I mean, oh, what a shot! That's a, that's not only sticking the knife in that's. They beat two very good teams and also Winnipeg. Uh, anyways, a little truth to
2: that one yeah, too no, a
0: lot of truth to that one, a lot of truth to that one. <laughs>
2: I hey! was uh looking at the numbers because just remembered how bad Montreal was as I was watching the game last night. yeah I think home.
0: they mar- were they the last team to qualify? They, they had 59 were... points, yeah,
2: and we talked about yesterday just bringing up to Cappy, you know kind of the Blackhawks rebuild bulls rebuild, rebuild. What's a bigger story? And he said, neither. so what's right. happening inside the blackhawks? Right. Blackhawks had they're bad. they' were a bad hockey team. they had 55 points themselves. Yeah. This year, right? Just how close they were They're in comparison in the wrong to Montreal, who gets in with 59 mm-hmm. points and makes this and run goes to the all the way
0: and actually wins a game uh, in, in the Cup final. Uh, so it was good. I, I will miss it, but we'll see it in the, in, in a couple of months. Um, game two of the NBA is tonight, but mm-hmm. maybe we should start in baseball with the fact that the Cubs got off the mat against that means. a good pitcher. You know what? He's really good, Zach Wheeler. Yeah. You're referring to. He is really good, um, and they were the offense showed up for the Cubs yesterday. Too little, too late. I get that. Uh, it's not going to change anything. Uh, Brewers split. They split with the Mets. I watched Degrom and Burns early uh, afternoon. yesterday. Burns was
2: okay. Not yeah, it wasn't great.
0: great. And and Degrom gave up a couple of a couple of bombs mm-hmm. uh, in the game. But yes, I, I agree with you. But the bigger story from the afternoon trend. And I don't know what your afternoon, what you were doing prior to going out to do um, uh, high school baseball last night. I know you bet on the game and you cashed your ticket, correct? Because you had a tie at the end of regulation uh, in
2: England-Denmark? No, that was two days before. I got that right in the Italy-Spain match yesterday. I was on oh, England. Oh, yeah, and you laid and had a bunch of laid, goals. Yeah, 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 I yeah. laid a goal and a half. Yeah. also bet on it 2-0 to be the final, so that was no good. But was able to watch a lot of that.
0: Did was, you see, uh, see the—I um, I thought it was an awful call to award a yes. penalty kick uh, in extra time on a dive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, there's – and for them to go to replay, and I've heard throughout this tournament, I, and admittedly, I have not watched every game. I've watched a lot, but not every game. But I've heard a couple of times that whenever they go to the replay booth, and they don't call it that, but whoever the VAR. guy – VAR. Is that what it is? Yep. wherever they go to VAR, whatever the hell that is <laughs> – they seldom change it.
2: Video assistant referee.
0: That's what they call him? That's what the VAR is. The video assistant referee. Well, he's stealing money. <laughs> right. He's stealing money. They don't, don't mean, do anything. They don't do a damn thing. No. And when they do go to him, or her, I don't know, um, they don't change the call. Oh. And to award a penalty kick, and Harry Kane takes it, mm-hmm. and it's stopped... And then he bangs home the rebound, yeah. which is ridiculous that you're allowed to do that. And again, I get my hockey. My, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a penalty shot, <laughs> right? Not, Not a penalty shot, <laughs> sir. You can't bang home the rebound. You're the only guy there. Nobody's nobody's following you up to the to the goal. It's a penalty kick, and if it's stopped, the goalie gets the uh, The goalie, yeah, the goalie gets a free kick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Gets to send them on their way down the pitch. I thought that I didn't know that rule.
2: Yeah, I, I remember that, that rule. rule. And just when you see that, just trickling away. Oh no! He makes the a save. A hell of a save! I might have lied, bet it and let out a yelp <laughs> as I thought. <laughs> and of course she did. <laughs> and so I was back on Denmark and gets the save. Get excited in yeah. that fleeting moment of oh no! And uh. gets to the back of the net. He knew it was over at that point. But sure to see. And that run for Denmark, and what they have mm-hmm. dealt with, yep. with their fallen teammate, Yep. to see the fan shots. You know, fan shots in different sports can be okay. Boy, they're passionate, aren't they? NFL is just goofy. You know, you yeah. got the Broncos guy with the right. big tag around him, yeah, yep. the barrel around him. Yep. The barrel him. man. I think he died. The Viking guy, you know, yeah. with the face Who's paint. no
0: longer welcome. Or that's the guy, that's the guy that blows the horn. Right. He's no yeah. longer
2: welcome. Yeah, now they the have... The motorcycle our, guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's NFL. Baseball, you get some a lot of
0: family shots. Yeah, the guy with the the guy with the, the, the big drum in uh center field in Cleveland.
2: Right. WGN Oakland, of course same way. would always find a, a good looking lady or two in yeah, the careful, stands. Apparently
0: not allowed to say that on radio or TV anymore. That Boris Becker's in hot water for saying something along those lines. Good looking? Yes. It's it's no longer allowed. Oh no. Trent, I don't know what you can say in two thousand twenty one. I swear to God I don't. Um Yeah I'm kinda of being facetious, but yeah. I'm kinda
2: of not. Yeah. We'll be careful, right? But WGM. We saw it. Right. Yes. the producer. That's yes. all he would do. He'd
0: find the best looking women uh-huh. in the bleachers and they'd focus on them. That's
2: and you right. still t- see that quite a bit in Cubs broadcasts. They just don't they just don't draw attention to it. Oh, right. Boris Becker apparently
0: did and is in hot
2: water. And That's a problem Yeah, he
0: didn't say didn't say anything other than I you know what? Yeah. Um but anyways, to your point. And
2: then watching the soccer fans. It's nuts. And you can see the pain mm-hmm. oh, th- through their painted faces. Yes. Not kids. Right, Grown
0: men and women have their faces in full colors of their country's
2: flag. Speaking of face painting, they showed a guy that had a brick wall painted on his I forehead. I saw it. The Denmark with, guy. Was it Denmark? The, yeah. With yeah. the goalie's name. Yes. <laughs> painted underneath it.
0: That, that takes an effort. That's getting up early in the morning yes. and uh, you know getting some work
2: done. You gotta have a real makeup uh-huh. person there to get uh-huh. that and pull that off. It's tough and to do that in the mirror, I'm guessing. They they did. Wow. That kind of passion. So I that kind of led me down the road. Thinking of fan shots. Football, a little goofiness. You got time to do it. Mm-hmm. Baseball you have the same. At basketball, you get spikely yelling at people, but it, right. that's not the same. But then I remembered and we missed it last year, October baseball and those moments. And yeah. as much as the pace of the game Can drive you nuts at times Mm -hmm. and it slows down when it gets to the playoffs. And every single pitch and every moment is magnified. Fox, I think, does an incredible job, yeah, they do, of finding those people, Mm -hmm. finding the little old lady butting on her fingernails, and and the 12 year old kid next to his dad. And they're both, you know, just have that Uh angst on their face as it's coming down to it. That's what
0: makes sports kind of what it yeah, is though, right? no question about it no question uh this, this the passion that the uh, the soccer fans have uh, is just it's next to nothing fair to say yes. I mean college football is is good mm-hmm. um, it's something I'd never experienced till I moved here, and what separates to me what elevates this country more so is the is the passion that college football and basketball college fans have um, but watching these these soccer games. It's, um, it's their country. They are absolutely all in. And the heartbreak that goes along with, in Denmark's case yesterday, losing that game. But that's a bad call, Trent. That's yeah. just a terrible call to begin with. Um, the guy, and he's really good, the, um, the forward for England, who was fouled on the play, air quote, fouled because he wasn't. He dove. Um, he's a good player, but uh, they blew the whistle. He was inside the penalty area, gave a free kick, and that's how the game was decided. On a bad dive, a bad call, if you want to you know get to the end of regulation and put them uh, on the dot and have them you know shoot five penalty kicks or to, until it's decided, do it that way, but this was bad. Yeah. I hate to see it like that. I felt bad for Denmark. I am now all in on Italy uh, because I just la- the, I'm not sure England should have got through. maybe they would have of course maybe they would have right, but uh, for it to be decided that way uh, in a semifinal,
2: not good. Sunday afternoon. How much of this L-O-M- final? Every single minute You're locked minute of in. It. 2 yes. o'clock yes. TV, ABC, I'm going to guess we'll have it.
0: I would, you know, either of them are, uh, or ESPN, I would imagine ABC. Yeah. Now here's the other thing. Is that fight still going on with ABC and and uh, our friends at Mediacom? I think, I think, so, think so, yes.
2: Too. Yeah, because yeah, I saw something from Keith just the other day. They were.
0: Oh, they couldn't watch it at the studio, at the at WHO. Yes, I remember that now that you mentioned that.
2: So you got... Euro 2021 and NBA Finals going on. Mm. Yeah, that's a tough one.
0: That's a one-two punch because the uh-huh. NBA plays at night. Yeah, there'll be a lot of folks that you know get to Channel 5 and stay Channel 5 throughout mm-hmm. Sunday. I'm going to raise my hand. There's no Sunday night baseball. Right, yeah, because, because it's all the All-Star break. break. Yep.
2: Yeah, nothing. So everything will be done by, what,
0: 5 o'clock? Yeah, West Coast. Well, yeah, th- certainly the game's uh, in the central time zone, but out West, yeah, probably 6 o'clock. Jogrom's uh, not going to pitch. I think that's the right idea, uh, the right move for him to – he's taking his family to the All-Star game. He's not going to participate. Uh, if you're a Mets fan, you're in first place and you need him. Yes. You absolutely need him. And he's delicate. And he is delicate, yeah. So true. I mean, he's missed. He's come out of a lot of starts. Mm-hmm. Maybe that delicate's not the right word. Um, oh maybe it is. <laughs>
2: you know, there's probably better adjectives, yeah, but that's he, the one that popped into my right, the head. Right, right,
0: right, he certainly he certainly had his uh um there have been some Mets fans on pins and needles when he's walked uh, off the mound or not been able to answer the bell when he was going and, you know, blowing guys by.
2: So with Otani, do you start him at pitcher?
0: Well, I don't th- I thought that I saw that they're going to try and put him in late in the game, like 7th
2: mm-hmm. inning he's going to pitch. So I'm trying to think of the, the best way to construct it and the best way to get him at bats. It feels like the All-Star Game is something where people will tune in right away. Yeah. We talk about the announcements and yep. seeing your guy out there now, and all Not to things. the numbers that they once would, but right. yes. Don't you want to kind of, I don't know, show your hand right away mm-hmm. and get that guy out there? Now, I was hopeful before the DeGrom News that it would be those two. Mm-hmm. You put... A guy that is going through a historical season against a guy that's done something that hasn't been done in a hundred right. years at this level, and right. show Hey Otani, you lead with that. Well, you're not going to get that. It almost feels like, and there's plenty of guys that have had great seasons. You know, we talked about the Kevin Gossmans of the world and things like Who got that. Beat the other day, but I think Otani has to be out there, both as a hitter and a pitcher, because that's what he is. I mm-hmm. think leading with him, getting him out there, getting him his two at bats, and with it, also. Now, I don't know what the rules are as it pertains to the DH. And after he's pulled from the game, if that means they lose the DH like they would in a normal game. Yeah, an all-star game. Right, yeah. yeah might. I'm not sure either. So, I'm assuming they're the same. That's probably something that I guess you would have to look at. Mm-hmm. This time it doesn't count. But right. <laughs> that, uh, oh, Fox, I understand what they're trying to do. Yeah. This time it counts. Right, right. I would do that. I would go Otani right from the get-go, not trying to save him, not trying to do anything late. no. This is our dude. This is in a sport that needs a star. Here's the star oh, coming arrived. Watch. Absolutely. Is it, um,
0: I mean, his team needs to be good. He's yeah. on the West Coast, uh, but
2: he's on the West Coast with the Angels yeah, and right. not the he's Dodgers. Not even, he's not
0: even on the right team in Los Angeles yeah. or the Giants, even. Sure. Yeah. I mean, rank them. Yeah. I, they, I think they, the Angels rank just above the A's. Right. Right. And maybe barely. And yeah, by, by, by an inch or so. Um, yeah, that's we'll we'll see. I've I've not heard uh, what uh, Kevin Cash who's skippering the uh, the All Star uh, the American League All Stars is how he's going to handle it. We should know here soon. He'll I probably
2: pull him too early, just like he did last year in the playoffs. <sighs> that was bad. That was uh, bad. Is uh, are the
0: Dodgers in a little trouble? I'm going to ask Scott Miller this just with their pitching style. Mm-hmm. This Trevor Bauer story is getting bigger. Not it's not going away. It's mm-hmm. getting bigger, and it shouldn't go away. Um, and I'm glad it's not. Baseball is now they've suspended him through. and they didn't call. Did they call it a suspension? They put him on some list. It's a suspension. Yeah. Uh, through Friday, there's no way he's going to come back before the All Star break. I'm wondering about after the All Star break, because the story continues to get worse for him. Um, I know there's two sides to every story, and there was text messages exchanged that they, the Bauer and his camp, are going to absolutely. Uh, put out there, and already have put out there. Um, but I don't know if that exonerates him for what he did to this poor woman, if everything seems to be the way uh, that it's been written up. So we'll see what he's going to do. Kershaw's now on the D-I-L. Uh, Kershaw's on the I-L. With forearm. Right. That's scary. That is scary. And Dustin May's been out for a while, and he's mm-hmm. not coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter Bueller's a really good, really good pitcher, but... All of a sudden now, what looked to be one of the strengths of this Dodgers, they got too many pitchers. They couldn't find a place for David Price. Right. Now you, now all of a sudden, it's getting a little pins and needles time. I know John Bowenkamp would say, oh, everything is, what does he say? They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Um, I'm not so sure they will with this one, especially if uh, the Bauer thing lingers. Mm-hmm. And, and who knows? And the Kershaw thing is, is more serious than just a couple
2: of weeks. Gonsolin's okay. Mm-hmm. No, he's, I like him. Urias is a t- tick better than that. Okay. But that depth that you mentioned. They're, they don't have it anymore. And it's tested. You get to a playoff series against the Padres, you want mm-hmm. David Price to be your number 4? No, I wouldn't. Not anymore. No, not at all. Because when you look forward to that, and that's ultimately what it is for these teams and really the National League as a whole, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Outside of maybe the East. That's what you're looking at. You're looking at October and building your team. Now, that's the good news still got 3 months before we get there.
0: True. And and if it was I hate this, but we are trending is the wild card winner who will be whoever of the two teams of, of two of the three teams that don't win the west will have to fight it out for the opportunity in all likelihood to play whoever wins the west. Yes. Because that's where the best record we think mm-hmm. is going to reside. So, yeesh. you want to see that when the while well, the Mets and the Brewers kind of in a JV series. right? Well, to grom I mean, I'm not giving him full credit, and the Brewers are a good team, too, but you get my point. Alright, we're going to talk, uh, switch gears, a lot of college football coming up on the program today. Pete Mundo from Heartland College Sports, he will join us uh, on the other side. we got a, a keyword coming up. In fact, we got two of them. One here momentarily, uh, and one in the 11 o'clock hour. Be listening for that to give you a chance. Somebody kicks and oh, still, well, the contest's only three days old, but we Love to, you know, get our first winner. I don't think there's been a winner in the building yet.
2: There has not. Uh, saw a list and really haven't had anything. I don't think even in the state of Iowa yet. How great would it be to break that right now on KXNO? You're right, we get a couple of slaps on the back, Absolutely. a couple of thumbs
0: up. That's always good for Miller and Condon. Indeed, it is. Well, we'll give you that here momentarily. Pete Mundo, Bill Bender will join us uh, from the sporting news. We'll talk college football with uh, Bill. And then uh, Scott Miller, long-time baseball columnist, will join us tomorrow. Uh, Michael Swain, have we lined him up yet? Yeah, boy, Iowa State's doing a lot of good recruiting-wise.
2: We mentioned we were just talking off-air yesterday a little bit about that. and mm-hmm. They're not bringing in a bunch of four- and five-star guys, but these are good, solid three-star guys yes. that have big-time offers. Mm-hmm. Now, the recruiting game, uh, he's a three-star. That can mean a multitude of different things. There are... Different levels of three stars, and they're rated that way. And There's high three stars and low three stars. You see, the kid from Oklahoma that Iowa picked up last week didn't have even a rival's profile. Really? Had an offer from Western Michigan, hadn't been rated, suddenly he commits to Iowa, now no, he's a three star. He's a three star now. Yeah, just like that. That's how it happens, that kind of this system here. But for Iowa State, they're beating guys, and they're beating, they go down to Texas, a kid that you no know, Texas and Oklahoma didn't want. Texas Tech did, mm-hmm. and Baylor did, mm-hmm. and SMU and Houston and all those other Texas schools, and he commits to Iowa State. A Texas kid beating those kind of level guys, that's important. A kid from Wisconsin, didn't have a Wisconsin offer, but a tight end. Could go to Iowa, goes to, or Iowa State, chooses mm-hmm. the Cyclones. Those kind of recruiting wins... We have not seen a nope. whole lot throughout the years. No, nope, we haven't. So hopefully Michael Swain's schedule will
0: allow us. I'm sure it will. He uh, joins. We'll do a good long hit with Michael Swain. Not, uh, recruiting will be a big part of it. Uh, he's from 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert, and we'll get him tomorrow at some point during the program. We will get Pete Mundo from Heartland College Sports next. But right now it's time to go for the green. Win a $1,000 right now by texting the keyword HOPE. To 200-200, that's HOPE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, 200-200, the keyword is HOPE. Miller & Condon joined by Pete Mundo next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.com. Now back to Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Barry Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3. On the FM Dallas, it's just past 10.30. We take you until noon. Let's get to Pete Mundo. Anxious to talk to Pete again. His site is uh, heartlandcollegesports.com. They do extensive work in the Big 12, uh, and Pete joins us. Pete, Trent, and Ken, thank you so much for coming back on. Uh, first of all, let's um, blow up your site a little bit. You guys do a great job over there. Trent just told me that you're sending the whole staff uh, to Big 12 Media Days uh, to, to cover them uh, in Dallas. That's terrific. Um, when did, is your site continuing to grow, Pete? Because with the content you guys put out there, and it's first rate. Yeah, f- fans are going to find something to nitpick about their school, but you know that adds to it, right? Um, is your site still growing, Pete? Because it seems to me that you guys keep getting better all the time.
1: Yeah, we have uh, we have added to the staff, so we're pumped about that, and. Um, I was even sharing with our guys the other day that uh, year over year, now I know last year is a tough year to judge off since there was no sports, but we're about uh, three and a half times the traffic we were at last year at this time. So we are continuing to grow. uh, And as someone who, uh, you know, still works in media full time, but um, started this thing with a laptop and a vision almost seven years ago now, geez, to be able to reach hundreds of thousands of Big 12 fans every month is something that uh, I certainly... I'm grateful for, I'm thankful for and, and we couldn't do it without the readers and the listeners of the podcast and the readers on the website. And it's just um, been a vision on a shoestring budget and it's and it's worked out here the last uh, especially the last two, three years or so, it's really picked up steam. So very excited about that and grateful to guys like you who have given us the uh, ability to share our product with big twelve fans all over the place.
2: I remember getting to you, Pete, I, I think very early in the process as you were working to build the thing up and I thought it was an incredible idea because the Big 12, of all the major conferences, it feels like it's the most underserved. I mean, ultimately, was that kind of the justification you're looking around there? Yeah, you have connections and you have roots here. and Now you're back working in Kansas City. But was that more than anything, just understanding that the Big 12, we need more voices out there?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I saw a national media landscape that, Um, You know, at ESPN, had one Big 12 writer at the time, uh, and you know, half a dozen SEC guys. And if they weren't dedicated to a conference, we certainly know how they leaned, right? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my thought process from the get-go. And then, you know, you think about where it's at right now, and ESPN doesn't even have a dedicated Big 12 guy anymore. I mean, they've got some very good uh, talking heads and some very good uh, writers for sure, but even the writers they've got. Uh, we know typically where their leans are and the conferences that they will uh, hype up more so than the Big 12. The Big 12 has always felt to me in some ways like the redheaded stepchild, especially we're talking um, after conference realignment, it was really bad uh, for obvious reasons. The SEC, the Big 10 were certainly getting propped up. I think the gap has closed the last two, three years. That's been a combination of on-field product um, in football and basketball in particular. I think uh, the media started to wake up a little bit to it. But, yeah, it was an underserved market, an underserved region, and I thought there were a lot of underserved fan bases as well. And not that we were trying to duplicate or, or rip off what guys like Cyclone Fanatic were doing there covering Iowa State. We're never going to cover Iowa State as well as they can. But if we can give that regional, that regional reach, that reg- regional vision, and the regional idea to covering this conference uh, in the way Saturday Down South does for the SEC, mm-hmm. that was always the thought process for us.
0: Well, you're on to something here. You got a great staff. We use Matt Poston's a lot. Uh, We're grateful for the relationship and happy when we can get the boss in here. uh, In Pete Mundo, Uh, Pete Iowa State, as you well know, is is certainly getting more focus on them preseason than the history of their program, Uh, and that is not an exaggeration. And it's understandable that they are with the returning talent that they have on the All Big Twelve players, et cetera, et cetera. it's It's a really good list. So from afar. Um, is is it is it uh, deserved? Is probably not the right word. Cause I think I don't think you could dispute that. But um, where where are you on Iowa State? Does this seem that uh, this is a realistic threat, or that somehow the you know Charlie Brown's going to pull the football away?
1: Yeah, I'm always nervous um, to buy into a hype uh, like like Iowa State hype is right now just because it feels like the kind of year where last year everything breaks right. I mean, let's not forget if they lose the Texas game, Texas plays for a big club championship. I mean, we think about last year's team and we think about winning the, uh, the bowl game and getting to a big 12 title game and all these different things. And it was amazing to watch last year unfold for the Cyclones. But you're reminded too, on how much I know this is a cliche and I hate using cliches, but it is a game of inches. And you talk about a bounce here, a bounce there, a fumble here, a fumble there. Uh, a field goal missed here, a field goal missed there, and you can swing two wins or two losses in either direction for most teams. So, uh, but with that being said, I believe that this is a year in the big 12 that we really haven't seen in, in close to a decade where you've got two clear teams, one and two, and then you've got a drop off from there. The last four five, six years, you look around the big 12 and it's been, okay, Oklahoma, who they're playing, who are they going to play in the big 12 title game or, Who's going to be the number two in the Big 12? And you could probably make a case for, in any given year, you know, half the Big 12 to be that number two team just because of how much depth you've had in this conference. I don't think you can do that this year. This is the kind of year where it's Oklahoma, it's Iowa State, and then you debate who's three. Is it Texas? Is it Oklahoma State? Is it TCU? Uh, I mean, that's how, that's how good I think one and two are in this conference this year and worthy of being called that good. I mean, you talk about both sides of the ball. Um, and you think about Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, and, and obviously those are the guys that you'll think about, Xavier Hutchinson, Charlie Kohler. But how about the fact that Matt Campbell's got his best offensive line he's ever had? I mean, that's been an Achilles heel for this team no uh, the last several years. And he's finally got a, a veteran offensive line that's all back, That's um, the best offensive line he's ever had, and that's been one of the problems for this program. So uh, when I look at that, I say, okay, what are the weak spots? Defensive line, got to replace a couple of guys, and you got a cornerback spot you have questions about. And that's kind of it. And that's an amazing place to be for this program.
2: Pete, it's kind of a layup, but uh, something we've been talking about a lot. Of. And you're right. Oklahoma, almost a tear upon themselves, what they've done in this conference. They deserve kind of their own step. Iowa State and Texas, because of the talent, I think most people have them a pretty solid top three. Out of that next group... I think Ken and I have globbed on to TCU here as of late. Oklahoma State, maybe Kansas State, West Virginia. Of that next tier, who's your favorite uh, coming in and and maybe being that dark horse to make a run to the conference championship game?
1: You know, um, you can make a case for Texas. I think you can make a case for Oklahoma State. You can make a case for TCU. To me, it's still TCU. Um, If they can just figure out, how to score like 25 points a game which is not a lot in the Big 12 they will win eight nine games and maybe if you get a break or two you're talking double digit wins and crash in the party at the Big 12 championship game Uh, that's Gary Patterson has had the defense he just can't figure out the offensive side of the ball Uh, Max Duggan's going to be an upperclassman now Uh, he's got Zach Evans a former five-star running back at a high school who came on late last season Uh, They've got Quentin Johnson, a guy at wide receiver, who could be a top three wide receiver in this conference if things break right. And, you know, the defense is going to be outstanding. So, to me, if TCU, and I know I've been saying this for four years now, so it's a broken record, but if TCU can just figure out how to score a little bit, uh, it's a team that um, is an eight-win team at least, at least an eight-win team. So that's where I'm hanging my hat. I can't do Oklahoma State. I just I, I don't see it there for Spencer Sanders like I've seen it for some of the previous quarterbacks at Oklahoma State. I can't do Texas. I don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, every year you want to buy into the Texas hype. Why would I do it? I mean, tell me tell me what the justification is. Oh, they've got a lot of talent. Okay, they've had a <laughs> right. lot of talent for a decade yeah. and they've reached the Big Twelve Championship game once and they've won absolutely nothing. So you can't. Well, they've got talent. Okay, great. And you got a head coach that last time he was a head coach, it was a disaster. Well, oh, great, he's a Nick staven assistant. That's worked for some guys and failed other guys mm-hmm. miserably. So I, I, I don't think there's a case to be made for anybody else at this point in time, and that's why I think there's just such a drop-off between two and three in this conference, which really hasn't been the case in quite some time.
0: Pete, I want to ask you about a team. I don't think that they're one, two, three, but I don't think they're maybe getting the – the love, the respect that they should. And that's Chris Kleiman's Wildcats. And, you know, Trent and I talk a lot about is Skylar Thompson, if he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this team's going to, and they they have in the past. I mean, they've been a pain in the you-know-what uh, in the past. I think K-State, when it's all said and done, not they're not going to get to Dallas. But I think they're going to be better than a lot of people are forecasting them to be. Where are you? Uh,
1: better, yes. I mean, if they get to a bowl game, I think that's, a, a success for Kansas State this year. I I I don't. I'm not as high. Now listen, we always underrate Kansas State. I get that. We we do. Um, to me, it really comes down to that Stanford game in the opener. I want to see what that's like in jury World, and then you know from there. I mean, Chris Kleiman's two and zero against Oklahoma, mm-hmm. so he knows how to beat them. But the way last year ended, uh, losing what six in a row, I believe it was to end the season. I mean, that leaves a sour taste in your mouth. And I know they played a lot of young guys last year, and maybe they got burnt out a little bit. Um, You like Skylar Thompson. You like Deuce Vaughn. You like some of what's coming back on the defensive side of the ball as well. But I don't know. I mean, I want to see them just get to a bowl game first before I see them predict anything wins or or anything of that nature. Um, The schedule is easier. They've got OU at home, Iowa State at home, TCU at home. Uh, So West Virginia don't have to go to Morgantown. The schedule is favorable for them. But uh, I still think this is probably a 500 team, and I'll have to see it to be convinced otherwise.
2: Saw Pete, your newest podcast. You talked to Sexton uh, uh, Curry Sexton, excuse me, former wide receiver for Kansas State, now a lawyer, talking about name, image, and likeness. You had Jamie Pollard on your podcast a couple weeks ago, also talking about NIL. Uh, takeaways from there. I know Pollard also on your podcast said. He shot down those Nebraska rumors very quickly. Is that where that came from? Yeah, well done. Good work out of that, Pete. But uh, just some takeaways of your recent podcast and talking about name, name, image, and likeness.
1: Yeah, it's just it's the Wild West, you know. (laughs) Um, I I mean, I love it. I I think that the athletes deserve it, uh, especially in the social media age. Why these guys can't put up a post on Instagram promoting a product that gets them a few hundred bucks, I don't understand. I'm, I'm okay with it. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the guidelines are. And that's where the state legislation comes into play. What's allowed, what's not allowed. And that's where it's going to be a very massive gray area. Um, And it's interesting. When I talked to Jamie Pollard on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you know, he made a great point because my concern, we talked right before the NCAA basically said carte blanche, you can do whatever you want to do, no matter where you are. And of course that came down at the, you know, 23rd hour type of deal. But, um, He made a great point, which is, you know, if you're looking to go to college and, like, one of your first questions are, well, how much money can I make um, with my name and likeness at Iowa State versus, say, at Texas, that's probably not a Matt Campbell guy anyway. Good point. And I think that's something that's got to be given serious thought and is a great point. I mean, because if you think about it, you don't want to get too caught up in the name, image, likeness. Not that I don't want these guys to make money. I think they should be able to to profit off of that. But I do also think about the fact that, boy, that five hundred bucks for an Instagram post is peanuts compared to what you can make in the NFL, not just off your salary, but off your name, image, and likeness at the next level. So I'm curious to see how these guys handle it too. And if star athletes get too distracted, what does that mean for them? And this thing could sway the complete other direction where Everyone was excited about making a few bucks, and then it's like, whoa, if it's hurting my game and hurting my product and my ability to make even more money, millions of dollars down the line, maybe I got to reel this in a little bit. It's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out.
0: No question about it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Pete Mundo from Heartland College Sports is our guest. Uh, Pete, is there a coach that, maybe not a hot seat, but is there one coach, a uh, head coach in the Big 12 that you're watching, you know, to he needs to produce this year? Or perhaps there's going to be a difficult decision to be made in the, at the end of the season. Is there one?
1: Uh, to me, it's got to be Matt Wells mm-hmm. at Texas Tech. Uh, you know, two years in, and I mean, do you feel like the program's in a lot better spot than it was two years prior? Not really. I, I, I mean, I don't. They went what four and eight two years ago, four and six last year. He's a combined five and thirteen in the Big Twelve. Now they've had a lot of close losses. And maybe that's worth something. I think they lost, um, thinking back to the last year at least, they lost that trip, that overtime game to Texas. They lost Oklahoma State by, you know, six or seven points. Uh, K-State was a 10-point loss, as I recall. So, uh, you know, they had some close losses, but this wasn't a horseshoe. you got to win games. Right. And the fact that there were still rumors after last season of, like, an Art Briles coming into town, and, I mean, to think that, that uh, apparently there were some boosters who were like, we're done with Matt Wells, we mm. win Art Briles. That tells you something. And also, also don't forget this, Sonny Cumbie is now the offensive coordinator. Matt Wells fired the guy that he brought in with him uh, from Utah State as offensive coordinator, and now he's got Sonny Cumbie who came over from TCU. <laughs> Sonny Cumbie is a Tech guy. He was a quarterback at Texas Tech. Uh, that's an interesting guy to watch to see how that plays out. Is Matt Wells looking over his shoulder at the you know, hometown former quarterback running the offense? What do you make of that? We know that Tech loves having Tech guys, a la Cliff Kingsbury. So that's that's kind of a weird dynamic to, to watch. I don't know how much Matt Wells had to say about it in that hire, but it certainly feels like something that would make him uncomfortable, and he's definitely, to me, the guy to watch.
0: That's very interesting. Uh, forgot about that, and you're right. You know, you, you mentioned that Texas game, that overtime loss. That was just a kick in the you know They had him beat absolutely had them beat, and the game goes to overtime uh, just on a couple of miraculous – the final minute seems to ring a bell uh, that just – just a comedy of errors on behalf of the Red Raiders that allowed Texas to win the football game. Uh, listen, we, sir, Pete, we love having you on. Uh, you guys do a great job at Heartland College Sports. We're certainly grateful for the resource. Uh, we hope to be able to catch up with you a time or two during the season. Thank you, Pete Mundo. You bet. Anytime,
1: guys. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Appreciate it. Pete Mondo, Heartland College Sports, as we talk Big 12 college football. Good for them on that site. continuing to build. Yeah, it's it nice is. To
1: Excited that.
2: to uh, get postings down there. Uh, hope Derek he's... Duke's going too. Yep, so those three will be down there. Just talked to Pete and said, yeah, we'll find some time. Excellent. Uh, just got asked if I could help out next week with the Fanatics as Chris is going to be down there, so I'll be helping with the ship a Good. little bit a couple of those days. So, yeah, it'll be fun next week to, to really dive and and do the nerd dive deep into football, because we got to get there. Speaking of uh, nerds, yes, you know Bill Connolly, ESPN, yeah, he's yeah. the stat guru, right. started at SB Nation. He, his S&P Plus is the gold standard for advanced analytics in college football. Mm-hmm. You see, he has uh, come out with his latest returning production. I have not. So we've talked a lot about Iowa State, uh-huh. and all these guys coming back. Right. Where do you think they are nationally? Well, the way you're putting it, not as high as some would think. Before I put it that way, yes, I'm, I would have guessed top 10, though, yeah. because we've talked about it mm-hmm. that
0: much. But we also talked about there's so many guys, so many schools have so many guys coming back. Are they in the
2: top 25? Barely. They're 24th. But mm-hmm. for your consideration here, on average, the last six years, the average returning production was 62.4%. Okay. That's what 62.4. it was normally. Yep. Everybody in the country... Except for 10 teams, is above that number hmm. this year. That shows you just how much is coming back to college football this year. The only teams at the bottom of the list Northwestern, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Alabama, programs, you know, kind of at the top end of things. Iowa, they're 99th, but in most seasons with 71% of the production, yeah, they'd be in the top 25. So, though Iowa State does return a lot, they are not alone. You can't just look at this as uh-huh. a normal year. Another right. thing that I caution, with these big expectations, oh, but look at everybody that's returning. Yeah, but, and that's a pretty big, mm-hmm. yeah, but, a lot of people are also bringing back a lot of production.
0: Kenny White set the point spread for the books in Las Vegas in the 80s and 90s. He's as good a line maker and a handicapper as there is. True? Mm-hmm. He has them 19. Yes. He came on our show and said that they're 19, took a lot of flack, a lot of yes. flack from inside the building. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But this is from a betting perspective, and that's yes. what matters to them out there. They lost three
2: games last year. The Texas game. In any normal quote unquote Sticker season. The kicker. They wouldn't have been in the Fiesta Bowl. I know. It's a dirty little secret. Yeah. I know a lot. They were 9 and 3. Mm-hmm. It was a great season. Mm-hmm. But going back to back, great seasons anywhere. But especially at a place like Iowa State, it's not just rolling out of bed and saying, well, we got a lot of guys coming back. Yeah. You got to win those close games. They do. They got the right guy to lead them. They got the right guy to lead them. There's no question about that. Um, Going to be a fun
0: fall. Yes, it is. <laughs> Buckle up. We'll take our final time out of the hour. More college football conversation in hour number two with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. If you missed it earlier, keyword was hope this hour. Hope 200 200. Um, Bill Bender and then Scott Miller, longtime baseball columnist, will join us. We'll talk MLB with him before we get out of here at noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXO, 1UP one- Media. And welcome back. Final couple of minutes of hour number one. Thanks to Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Good hit there. Podcast will be up. So after the NA, after the hockey game last night, NBC and their the Eddie Elcheck, they're all saying goodbye, etc. Mm-hmm. NBC no longer in the hockey game. did you do you um, catch this? Elcheck's thanking everybody, all his colleagues except Pierre Maguire Really? What is up? Uh, because he did not get a new gig. ESPN didn't hire him. Mm-hmm. TNT didn't hire him. I think he's
2: good. Yeah, I've always thought he, he rubs was, people the wrong way. He, though. He must. Yeah, I don't. I'm not deep enough into it to really care one but, way. Or the but but Olchek is, and he, yeah, and it's been Doc and Olchek and Pierre mm-hmm. for years,
0: and Pierre's kind of shared the spotlight now with another guy, Brian Boucher. Mm-hmm. But for them, not to, and maybe it was just right. a harmless faux pas. You know, he just yeah. forgot to thank Pierre or acknowledge Pierre. But I thought I thought what oh, my mackerel?
2: What did this dude do? Got to be something. There's gotta be. You would think so. Yeah. we'll we'll find out probably pretty shortly. At least hockey circles, right? Because somebody's gonna ask. So well, we'll check. we
0: asked. Remember, when I asked Joe Donald, that, and he said he's yeah. not really well liked. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and I was surprised Joe, uh, you know, put that out there, mm-hmm. but um, grateful he did. Anyways, our number two coming up. We will get back more into college football. You know, a lot of college football here on this station. Yes, just we do. Between now and, well, once we get going, look forward to it. August 28th, I think, is the lid lifter for college football. That's that week zero. 28th, Nebraska, Illinois. We'll bring the curtain up at noon on Fox. Bill Bender brings the curtain up on the 11 o'clock hour next. Miller and Condon, 1460, 106.3 FM.